Pharisee, I preach the gospel. I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals. You're not reformed, so that's a risk. I believe the five points like an asterisk. I repent, but you're in sin still. I spit rhymes and Fernando does a windmill. Now, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Solar Cast. It's your boy, Pastor Chris Hernandez. And I'm with my man, Jimmy De Los Santos. What's going on, Jimmy? How you doing, Pastor Chris? Oh, man. It's all good, man. It's all good here to you know record another episode on this uh, kind of chilly Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, almost the middle of May. Yeah, man. What's and we got, a, we got a cold front. Got a cold front, man. Had to bring out the sweaters again. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. We got. I got up yesterday morning to go to work, and I was like, "What in the world is going on outside?" That cold front hit, and the the temperature dropped. Uh, I think into the forties. Yeah, man, it got cold, and I was I was completely taken. Uh, I I decided to go, you know, hit the gym. I hadn't hit the gym in a while, so I decided to hit the gym early. So I was outside my door at five thirty in the morning, and it hit me. It hit me hard. Um, Everybody's noticing that we're in a different location. We haven't talked about that, have we? No, we haven't, man. Where, where are we at? <laughs> we're in my house. We're in okay. my house. We decided to try to do something a little bit different today and see if we could record and see how it would sound uh, doing it just in my dining room. Eventually, I'll have uh, an office, you know, and we might try it there whenever we get that set up. Or it might be a little while. There's some things that I got to do with that room. But um, right now, we're recording in the dining room of, an, of my new of my new home. So. Right. You know, getting things set up. Yeah, right. man, something different. You know, that way they're not going to hear no babies crying in the background. You know, <laughs> when you hear babies crying in the background, you know you're at my house. When you don't hear, when you hear echo, we know we're at Jimmy's house. <laughs> yeah, the echo means yeah, we're at uh, Jimmy's house. But you, you might hear some things in the background here too, because my daughters are here. They're getting ready for work, yeah. and so yeah, they're but no crying, no crying. No, they're okay. they're they're past that stage. Yeah. They just they they just whine now. So. Okay, <laughs> so a little whining, no crying, a little crying, whining, no crying. That's Ooh, funny. Man. Yeah, man, I had to stop and give me something to eat on the way up here, man. We're recording on a afternoon after lunch. Yeah, yeah. So we're, hey, we're hit up the boiled uh, ale, man. Boiled ale, <laughs> man. What do, what do they know about that? It, I don't know what they know about that. I do know people from Texas know about that. Is it do they, else? You know, it's, it's the first time I went there. I was like, wow, you can get like a whole chicken at this place, and it's it's pretty good, man. It's a, it's not fried chicken. It's a, actually like a grilled chicken, or how do yeah. they make it rotisserie style? Man, it, I don't know what they do. They do some magic to it, but it's some good chicken. It is yeah. good chicken. It is. Like, it just breaks apart, man. It's, it's, it's funny. I, I got into delicious. it the other day on Twitter. So I saw some a couple of uh, Latinos that I follow on Twitter, and they were talking about how. California Mexican culture is so much different than Texas Mexican culture. And uh, somehow or another, they were going back and forth. And one of them mentioned the tortillas, right? Like, what's up with the flour tortillas? And they were like, the corn tortillas are so much better, right? And I had to, I had to step in, man. <laughs> I'm like, you guys probably have never had uh, tortillas de raina that are homemade. You probably got them from a store. Because, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. The, the flour tortillas from a store yeah. are, like, totally different than homemade, right? Yeah. I mean, so I was like, that's what I put. I was like, you guys must have tried some store-bought. Because if you had homemade flour tortillas, you would be saying you would, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, my mom used to make uh, flour tortillas all the time. My daughters loved it when she would when she would get in the kitchen. And in fact, uh, she was teaching Isabel, my youngest, um, how to make some flour tortillas. And you know, she got her a, a rolling pin and all that yeah. stuff. And and uh, you know, the, the, Isabel was very proud. And she had a little what do you call them comales, right? Uh, the, the, where to you know warm up the tortilla, you know, get it just right. My mom used to make awesome tortillas. She doesn't do it as much anymore. It's, it's been a while. She's getting you know, a little bit older, and maybe she's just easier to go to the store. They got a 
like a tortilla factory place. Right. It's like a block away from there, and you can yeah. just go get. Some yeah, same thing. thing. Yeah, right by my house, man. Yes. I go get them, man. My wife never made them. Uh, my mom really never made them either. But I remember my grandma all the time. Man. That's one thing. That's one memory that I have of my grandma. Like you said, just rolling, man. Just rolling them all day, getting ready for that for dinner, yeah. man. My, my grandfather come home. Yeah. He he expected those tortillas. You know how Mexican men are. Yeah. yeah I, the, I did add one thing though. I did say uh, the only thing about those uh, flour tortillas is that they uh, they're not good on the waistline. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're full of carbs. Yeah. That's true. You know, it's funny you were saying that the, the California culture, those guys are out in California. Yeah. I went there last year uh, for Ambassadors Academy, Living Waters uh, right. Ministries. I went out there to go check it out. Uh, this is the second time that I, that I went last year. I'm not going this year, but I, I've gone twice. And uh, I went last year, and something I noticed, I took a, a few days before, a few days after, and I, something I noticed about the Hispanics that are over there. You know, there was a lot of them that were shorter than me. And I thought, man, this is this is my state right here because, you know, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the uh, Hispanics that are here in Texas are taller than I am. Oh, okay. I, go, yeah. I go over there and I, I find there's a lot of shorter uh, Hispanics over there. And I'm, I'm thinking, man, I fit in in California <laughs> if it wasn't so expensive. Right. Right. You just need to take your cowboy hat over there. Right? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do without the cowboy hat. Man. I gotta keep, I gotta the keep Dallas cowboy hat or the Tejano style? Oh, uh, no, 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 man. The Dallas cowboy <laughs> oh, hat. Man. I just don't I don't have a Tejano style uh, cowboy. Come on, bro. I thought you were from Texas. <laughs> Do you Texas. have one? Nah, I ain't got one. I used to have some boots, though. Yeah, I got I, boots. I, well, you know, when I was younger, yeah. man, you know, you had to hit up the quinceaneras with some boots, man. Yeah. You can't get up there and some I, sneakers. I've made the mistake of wearing boots to work before. Yeah. Man, by the end of the day, you're like regretting the boots that you had. I don't know how I don't know how cowboys did it, man, wearing yeah. their boots. But they're, you know, riding horses. I'm just walking around a, a concrete office building, you know? Right. So I guess it's a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I think that's a good segue, man, for what we're going to talk about. We're talking about our moms, you know, Cowboys uh, or moms. no moms, <laughs> moms, you know, uh, rolling yeah. tortillas. Right. So yeah. so it's Mother's Day weekend. You know, right. and actually, by the time this episode drops, it's going to be past Mother's Day. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's still Mother's Day, Mother's Day weekend and so forth. So we thought we'd spend an episode, man, just kind of. Talking about our moms, talking yeah. about um, mothers in general, the biblical mom, the role of the biblical mom, and sure. so forth, right? Yeah. So I'll tell you what, let's just start off with a verse, man. You, you got yeah. a verse that you yeah. wanted to kind of yeah. lead yeah. into sure. some um, type of discussion that we're going to have. You know, I, when I went to go research uh, about moms, there's so much in the Bible about what mom's uh, right. role is in your life, right? And Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 says this, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. And I, th- I thought that goes right along with uh, Proverbs 6, 20 and 21, which says, my son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always, tie them around your neck. Right. And I thought that was um, good stuff just to start us off uh, thinking about uh, questions like this. What, what did, what did my mom teach me? Right. What did my, you know, what did your mom teach you, Pastor Chris? You know, one thing that my mom taught me was just to make God my, my first priority you know, my first love and so forth. You know, one thing I remember about my mom is that she didn't only talk the talk, but she walked the walk. So whatever she told me, there, there was no, you know, hypocrisy in it. You know, I've heard stories where parents would, uh, you know, kind of tell their kids, you know, do this, do that, but they wouldn't do it themselves. I can't say that about my mom. Uh, everything that my mom told me, she lived. You know, she wouldn't tell me to love the Lord if she didn't love the Lord. She wouldn't tell me to honor the word of God if she didn't honor the word of God, you know. So I just thinking back uh, 
in that aspect of the church and, and of the things of the Lord, you know, my mom did an awesome job at that. It, it wasn't her fault. You know, we talked about some, some stuff that, you know, I kind of rebelled, you know, later on in life doing this and that. And, you know, you did too. Uh, and I guess you, you can speak to that as well. But right. I don't think that, you know, a lot of times, you know, People use parents as an excuse. Let's just face it, right? They say, I, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have a, a mom in the home to, to show me this and that. I, I can't use that excuse. Uh, right. You know, mine was just complete rebellion. You yeah. know, uh, it was just complete. Uh, I just wanted to, to do my own thing for a while. So I cannot say that uh, I, I saw something in the home that wasn't lived out. I can't say that there was any type of hypocrisy coming from my mom because everything that, that she taught me, she lived herself. And uh, she was very sincere, uh, very passionate, very passionate in, in her uh, in her role as a as a wife. And uh, man, she just wanted to to honor God. That's that's one thing you know. We talk about honoring our moms. One thing that I can see looking back, and even even today about my mom is that she just wanted to display a life of honoring God. She didn't care about what other people thought of her. She didn't care about any type of status. She was never a mom that was looking for, or a woman that was kind of looking for her uh, her place or for any type of recognition, or for, for being up front. You know, she never wanted the spotlight. She never wanted the microphone. She never wanted anything like that. All she wanted to do was honor God, uh, love her husband, and raise her children up in the way of the Lord. Right. And today she's, I'm not going to give her age. I was, I was about to do that, but you shouldn't do that. Uh, today, uh, you know, however old she is, I can honestly say that, that she's done that, and she's done that just as a great example. There's no, nothing ill I can speak of my mother. Right. Yeah. How about you? Same same kind of thing. I mean, uh, I, I don't have an excuse that either one of my parents left. My parents were married, I believe, for 38 years before my dad passed away. And uh, they were always, they were together, right? right. And uh, so my mom, if we're going to talk about what she taught me, there's a lot of different things that I, I, I'd say I, I inherited from her. It's going to sound funny, but her, her, her like OCD, she's got a, she's got a little... Uh, you know, she sweeps, she cleans, she keeps things in order in the home. Right. And um, I don't care what home she lives in. If if it's a little uh, shack that she ends up in, she makes that place a home. And anybody that comes there is going to feel comfort. It's gonna like hospitality. Right. She's she's good on that. She, you you come. She she takes. What can I what can I get you to eat? Right. Like you walk in the in the house and she's looking to serve you immediately. Like, uh, are you hungry? Let me get you something. You know, sit down. And she makes whatever home she has cozy right. and nice. Right. And I, I inherited that from her. I, I get a little um, to where I try to try to fix up my house a little bit right. to, to where it's conducive and a place where people like to come and, and just be. Right. She also, you know, of course, she led me to the Lord. Right. She we, we've discussed that on here before when we first started talking about some of these things. Um, when I, when I first came to a realization that I needed something to change, I, I confessed things to my mom and she, she's the one that told me and looked at me and said, all you need is Jesus. And I, to, to which I, of course I answered, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. And my mom's just real big on let's pray. My mom is always real big on, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to, she taught me the importance of prayer. So I would say there's, there's a lot of things that, that I would, I would point to because she taught me a lot about the Lord. But she also showed me that it's important for us to get get on our knees and pray. It's important for us to, to devote time to study and, and to look into God's Word. Um, she showed me that she had a passion for looking into the Bible. She, she showed me she had a passion for um, praying 
and 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 being with the Lord. Uh, I would call her early in the mornings and I would tell her, you know, hey mom, what are you doing? And it's like I'm here praying and reading my Bible. Right. And I I'd see a steadfastness in her that you know I I don't think I even get perfectly today. I I look at her and I think she she does that. I, I don't do it like she does. I, and I wish I had that steadfastness that she does. Sometimes I get distracted. She she seems to always be you know got to read my Bible. She she seems to I got to get on my knees. I got to I got to go pray, right? Um, so she's you know she's taught me quite a bit. I, I those I, I put those things. I mean, because come on. If your mom's been with you forever, she's taught you things. Right. I, I'm I'm putting those things that I feel like are the highest importance for me at the very top of the list. Uh, she's shown me what it means to be uh, a person that has submitted to the Lord, to the to the uh, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And uh, she's a Christian. I would say that you know um, we don't agree on everything. Right. But my mom has shown me that she loves the Lord, and she and she on a Sunday morning. There's nothing stopping her from going to church. Even when she was taking care of my, after my dad passed away, my mom married another another preacher. She married another preacher, Brother Ramirez. When she married him, um, you know, she was with him for a while before he had like two strokes in a row. And it put him in a hospital bed. She took care of him for years after that, in that hospital bed. And it was a, it was a, a task, I would say, to lift him up out of that bed in that small house that they lived in. We had a little crane <laughs> that we used to crank and, and get him out of the bed and bring him out and put him in the wheelchair. And, and sometimes we'd walk. The, the, actually, the church he goes to actually bought a bus that they could lift up and bring him inside Wow! so that they could uh, get him to church. And it was interesting to see how they came together to do that. But, you know, my mom has shown me steadfastness in that, you know, nothing's going to stop me from being in the house of the Lord. Right. Remember that when I joked around about being in a uh, broken leg and I thought I'd get out of yeah, church. And, yeah. You know, we talked about that in a, in a previous episode, but this is the same thing. There's nothing holding my mom back from going to church. Right. She, she knows where she's going on Sunday. Yeah. And she's shown me that uh, in my Christian walk. When I, after I came to the Lord, she showed me how she is dedicated to being in the house of God. Right. So uh, those are things and that one I thing, think are Yeah, important. one thing you mentioned, you mentioned that you and your mom don't always agree on things. And, and I can say the same thing. I mean, I think people that have been listening to the show for a while uh, know that, you know, we have some issues, you know, theologically with, with our folks here and there every once in a while. So, um, but one thing I, I do, I do want to say, and I think you were on this, this track, is that when I think about my mom and her love for the Lord and her sincerity, there, there's something to be said for wisdom. We talk a lot about, you know, the, the importance of theology and learning this and that, man. But I've seen and I've been around people that, that are very well-versed and well-learned and know theology that don't have wisdom. That they right. don't don't they don't show any type of wisdom. They uh, don't show any type of godly character in their life. Right. So, I mean, it's one thing to have this good theology and have you know all your your ducks in a row when it comes to that. But if you ain't got character, if you ain't displaying any type of godly wisdom, wisdom from above, as the New Testament calls it, then what good is it to have all this theology? Right. right? So when I think about my mom, you know, uh, you know, she comes from a different time, man. You know, my mom, you know, she comes from a rough background, man. Let's yeah. just face it. Hers was a different era than ours, man. They had to live uh, differently, especially being uh, Hispanic, you know, in America at, at that time, right? right? Growing up, it was just a different time. Education wasn't a high priority, man. Living was, right? <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, man. And I was thinking about posting this about my mom, how, how sweet and sincere she is, man. But don't let her fool you, man. She can, she can break out some dominoes and some, uh, <laughs> she can play pool, man and some cards you know she she's got some hood in her too man you right, know she she comes from that era you know so um and i was just thinking about you know as you were talking man about how you know sometimes we don't agree and 
even sometimes I think about some of the things I've said, have I gone too far, man, in trying to overcorrect some things, you know, here and yeah. there, you know? And, and I just think about, man, the wisdom that she displays and the godly character, man, that you can't replace that. Right. Just, you know, just to share a verse, man, that everybody knows. And a lot of people, a lot of people around this time of year go to Proverbs thirty-one twenty-eight. her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. And think about that word blessed. You know, a lot of times people these days, they just think about, oh, this person's got money or they got a good career and that. But, you know, that's not really what blessed means, right? Blessed is just God looking favorably upon this person, right? right. And, you know, having the blessing of the Lord. Uh, that's really the context there, you know. And, and I can say, man, throughout all the years, you know, growing up, seeing my mom, I, I can arise and call her blessed. And so can my dad because we've seen the favor of the Lord on her just yeah. in, in all everything she displays. She's never, again, she's never had, you know, the best of things, whether that be education or that be just things to enjoy. She's the type, like you said about your mom, man, she'll, she'll give, you know, the shirt off her back for anybody. You know, she's the type that if you give her a gift card for Mother's Day, she's going to spend it on her grandkids. If you uh, give her some money to go shopping, she's going to She's going to want to know what you want. You know what I mean? She wants yeah. to give back. You know, she, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't sit back and receive all the time. She's more giving. You know, she honestly, sometimes I feel she doesn't feel comfortable receiving. You know, she'd rather yeah. be giving. Yeah. And, man, those people are hard to find. That's why you got to rise and call them blessed. Yeah. My mom has a has a difficult time asking any for any. You know, it's when we were growing up, I remember she she would cook something. You know, she she'd cook a pot of whatever, and and the food that she had, and she she'd make you know a, a pan full of eggs. She got five kids, six, you know, with Priscilla. Uh, so there was you know she'd feed us, and she'd wait. There right. was nothing left. She wouldn't eat. Right. She would she would make sure we were all fed before she'd even think about eating herself. And this is the one of the things when you talk about not having very much anything. My mom had the tenacity to finish nursing school. To go, I mean, she's, she went further in her education than I think uh, most of her siblings did. And she became a, an LVN, a, a licensed vocational nurse. I remember wow. I remember talking to my mom. She used to work at, at Parkland. And in Victoria, when we were in Victoria, she worked at a, at a hospital called DTAR, DTAR Hospital. I remember asking her, she used to tell me about her day. Sometimes she'd come home and, I'd, Mom, how was your day? And she's like, uh, she's telling me about the things that she had to go through. You know, she's cleaning people up in their hospital beds and... Th- that's not always yeah. to me. It sounds it's to me. It sounds like not anything I'd want to do, right? Right. And I'd ask her why. Why would you? Why would you want that type of job? And you know, she said, "I get to pray with them." Yeah. I, I was a little surprised at that answer. I get to pray with them. I get to be there in their in their time of need. I I get to I get to talk to them about the Lord. I get to, you know, this is this is my mom's ministry was to be a nurse in a, in a hospital and help some people out. She always had this thing where she would want to care for somebody. My dad was in a hospital bed, I, uh, I believe, for five years before he passed away. He had a, They had taken both his legs, diabetes, had, had gotten him heart disease. When he passed, he had been in a hospital bed for a while, and she took care of him there. She took care of her dad for like nine years before he passed away, and her mom before that, and then my stepdad. She's taking care of people in hospital beds for years. And so, I, I, you know, I, you got to look at, I'm, right now it sounds like all we're doing is tribute to moms right, right, right. right now. I mean, we, when, we, when we decided to do the episode, I was thinking, okay, so how are we going to do the biblical thing with the, with the moms? And there was a lot that I looked at and found just thinking about what my mom's done for the family, right? Yeah. My my kids love her, mm-hmm. grandma, you know, and she took care of my kids when me and my former wife were going to 
to work. She was the babysitter. And so they know her. They know grandma. I remember, and I, I might have told this story on, on, on SolarCast before, but when I wasn't a believer, I remember coming uh, to home to pick up my kids, right? Uh, take them home after work one day. And she was singing, um, Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you. You know that song. <laughs> uh, the Bible tells me so, you know. I know that gets railed against by, by, by Andy Stanley <laughs> and stuff, but no, uh, she was singing a song like that to him. And uh, I, I told her flat out back then, I said, you know, don't don't sing Jesus songs to my kids because I want them to have an open mind and make up their own mind about these things. I don't want them to be brainwashed. And I remember she cried about that. Yeah. Right. Like, like, you know, why am I even watching your kids? Right. If you're not going to let me sing Jesus songs to your kids. Yeah. I was so wrong for that. Yeah. I remember repenting for that after I came to Christ. I remember going back to him and saying, Mom, I'm so sorry yeah. for keeping you from that. This was her joy to be able to share yes. Yes. Uh, share Christ with her grandkids. Yeah. Here am I, you know, uh, taking that joy away from her and putting her in a, in a place where she'd weep over something like that. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that God saved me. Yeah. That she was able to see me as a Christian. And, and you know, she listens to this podcast. She's very faithful to listen mm-hmm. to this every Tuesday. And uh, my sister, she my, my mom doesn't tell me a lot about it. My sister tells me she's proud of the fact that we do this. Right. And that we get on here and we talk about Christian things. And she's very proud of that. She just, she wants the word out there. Mm-hmm. And so I got to say that as I was studying this week, I found a little conviction. As I was going through looking at some commentaries, things like this, uh, I looked at uh, something that Jesus said from the cross to John. This is what he said. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. Even from the cross, Jesus was caring for his mother. And I look at that and I think, you know, what am I doing right now? How much uh, am I giving in that direction? Uh, You know, a lot of times in this country or in this generation that we have, uh, you know, uh, since mid-century last year, you know, Social Security started and this, that, and the other. And uh, the young people started saying, you know what? The older generation can just live off their Social Security when they get older. And here we are kind of putting that caring for your parents aside because now they've got Social Security when we should be caring for our moms. Right. Um, so a little conviction, I guess, in that in that direction. Um, yeah, it is, man. I mean, if we go back to, to the Decalogue and... Again, I think last week we touched on us being Reformed Baptists, and we we still uh, honor and submit and obey to the the, yeah. the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, yeah. and because we feel that that is God's righteous standard, right? That's he, that's what He expects out of mankind. And one of the Ten Commandments is to honor your father and mother. I mean, let me just quickly read it: Exodus twenty verse twelve, honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Right. So I mean. He holds that just as high as not killing someone, not stealing, not coveting things that we think that, oh, these are things that are that God is against. You know what else he's against? He's against you dishonoring your right. father and your mother. Right. And, you know, he expects mankind to, to have this honor for their mother and father. And like you're saying, man, I think that's just something that's really neglected right. these days. I mean, we, we kind of grow up, get out of the house and feel like, okay, that time of honoring them is done. You know, it's past that that right there just means to honor them when I'm living in the home or whatever. But no, there's there's nothing that says we should ever stop honoring our mother and our father. No matter how old we get, you know, we should continue on to honor them, to to show them respect, to show them their rightful place. They're our authority. They've been our authority since 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 we're children. And if you have any familiarity with the Bible, you know that God is real big on, on structure. 
and authority, whether that be from the government down or parents down, husband, wives. You know, God's got these things in place because he knows how mankind is going to flourish the best. Right. And part of mankind flourishing is honoring your mother and your father. Yeah. And we see that, man. We see that when, when that goes awry, when, when people don't honor their mother, uh, when people disobey, when people kind of say, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing, then we see the effects of that. We, we don't have to look very far. We just got to you know, step outside, turn on the TV, and we see that. We live in a world that is living in rebellion, not only to God, but also to their, their parents, right. right? And that just kind of, once you go down that road, you, you just see that culture just starts to to shape in this way where the whole culture is in rebellion and it's just rebellion breeds rebellion yeah, yeah. when i was talking a little bit uh, a little while ago about the way you know we put our parents in that place and say they can just live off ssi or they can do this and that I, I, and you you just kept piggybacking off of that then i thought about this other scripture because this scripture also tells us the same thing this is just going off what you're saying matthew 15 4 through 6 says this for god commanded Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. And I I read that and I'm thinking, see, it's not just when we started this SSI thing. It's going all the way back, all the way back to even Jesus time. He's calling them out and telling them, hey, you should be taking care of your parents in their older age. Right. You should be doing something for them, and and here you are. Uh, you're 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 making void the word of God and making yourself look pious because you've given it to the church. Mm. And sometimes we do that. I mean, still today, people do that and say, "Oh, look how much I've given," and yet you aren't even taking care of your parents. Right. Now, I got to say, this has made me want to go visit my mom. <laughs> you know, and as a matter of fact, I called her earlier this morning. And I said, "Mama, you know, what are you doing uh, today?" And she said, "Well, I'll just be here." She told me what she's going to do today. She's going to eat sleep <laughs> and I, I, as she was saying i said uh, mom do you have any plans to go anywhere and she said no i said i'll, I'll come visit you tonight and, you know so i plan on after this after going to visit my mom and i gotta say i i don't do that enough and i have you know i have a desire for my mom to come and stay with me it's difficult when there's two households but she she likes where she's at right she has a church that's like three blocks and away. And she's scared you're going to get her to go to Ecclesia. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know, what, 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 what choice would I have? She'd have to come with me to church. I mean, you know, and then she's, uh, but she's got a church that she goes to that she loves. And, and I, I see that. But as she, as she gets a little older, I, I, do, I do want her to, you know, be around, be closer. And, and um, my kids would love it if she was here closer. And uh, she's got great, great grandkids now. And, and I think it would be awesome for her to spend some time with, uh, with RJ, yeah. with my grandson. Yesterday, my, my daughter and my uh, son-in-law were here in my house uh, watching a movie with me. And I looked over and RJ was laying across his mom's chest and his, his head was down. And I'm sitting there looking and she's a mom. My daughter's a mom, right? I'm looking, and RJ loves his mom. Sometimes uh, you can't even get her, get him away from her. She has to sneak away whenever I babysit. Mm. She has to sneak out because if he sees his mom, you know we don't we don't think like when, once we get independent, we forget, right? Yeah, we forget who our moms were to us, what they did for us, all the sacrifices they made for us. I was in a in a hospital bed with a broken leg when I was eight years old, and my mom never left. Three months I was in that hospital. Back then, they didn't have the technology they do today, so they had me in a traction machine that I had to be in for three months 
in a hospital bed, and she never left that hospital for three months. That's where she lived. And and I, I, I say, you know, I, I have a different story than maybe my, I don't know all the stories that my brothers and sisters have about my mom, but that's one thing I'll never forget. She never left the hospital bed. She never left my side. Uh, she just always made sure that I was I was taken care of. Um, that's a big sacrifice, man. Yeah. That's a big sacrifice. This week when we decided that we were going to do this, I was like, man, uh, Mother's Day episode. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? You yeah. know, And there is so much we could say about how good our moms have been to us, right? Yeah. So if you've been kind of following on Twitter and some of the things going on in the evangelical world and the Reformed Twitter, I guess, right? Reformed evangelical world, uh, conservative, SBC. Uh, there's this big issue over complementarianism. And we've talked about that. We're going to talk about this today I mean, because this is a totally separate subject, but I just kind of want to transition to this a little bit. There's a lot of debate over complementarianism, and, and if you don't understand what that is, we have an episode. Go back and listen to it. It just talks about roles uh, that God uh, ordained for men and roles that God ordained for women. They're separate, separate roles. So one of the big pushbacks right now that a lot of people are uh, pushing back on is this issue of uh, women being able to be elders and preachers and stuff. And as complementarians, we say, no, that role, according to scripture, is reserved for males, right? So a lot of, a lot of times, or a lot, I, what I'm seeing anyway online, and I see a lot of pushback to this and saying, well, you're kind of being uh, misogynistic, you're kind of trying to put women in their place, making them second-class citizens or whatever by not allowing women to preach, and, you know, I'm just thinking of, man, you know, what what a wrong way to look at, at roles, man, of women. I would say you're the one that are making women second-class citizens. We are not. I think their role as mothers, as wives, is a high calling, one of the highest callings there is. Right. Just to go to a quick verse in Second Timothy uh, one five, where Paul is talking uh, to Timothy or writing to Timothy, an elder, a pastor. I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. Yeah. Man, talk about legacy. Right. You know, Timothy wouldn't be where he is, where he was, without this legacy of being passed down, not only from his mother, but also from his grandmother. Right. Women, women that were giving, women that were praying, women that were uh, loving and nurturing, doing what God created them to do. Without them, there would be no Timothy. Right. You know, so it, it just strikes me as strange as people saying, well, you know, uh, you're saying that women are not that important because they can't be preachers and so forth. I'm like, I'm thinking, I, I even tweeted this out today. I'm like, a lot of these men are behind their pulpit because of a woman. Right. Because they had a praying mom or a, a nurturing mom that led them in the ways of the Lord. I'm behind the pulpit because of my mom doing what she right. was called to do as a woman, to, to nurture, to pray, to love on her her son and lead him in the ways of the Lord, to teach him while the, while the father's out, you know, earning an income. The mother, is, she's there keeping the home. She's there raising her children up. And I think about my wife. You know, this is what she's doing. I have small children, and this is what she's doing right now. When I'm away, when I got to work 40 or when I'm studying, this is what she's doing. I honor her, just like uh, going back to uh, Proverbs 31, not only her her children arise, her husband arise. I, as a husband, I got to call my wife blessed because I see what she does in the home. She is there. She's catechizing them. She's raising them up in the ways of the Lord. And they grow up, whatever they grow up to be, 
It is because my wife has been in the home loving and nurturing and giving right. and pouring out and doing her God-given role. You may want to call that second class. You might want to call that as a second-tier type of person. I mean, I don't see it. That is a high calling. Dare I say one of the highest callings you can have to be a mother that is raising their kids in the ways of the Lord. Right. I mean, that's just a perfect calling. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think my mom poured into me. My dad was a, was a pastor. My dad was a preacher. Uh, I'm another preacher's kid, uh, just like you, right? Right. But my mom poured into me more of, uh, of the gospel than I, I believe. My dad was busy. My dad was always moving on the go, uh, making things happen, things like that. My mom is the one that spent more time pouring into our lives and, and teaching us about God. Um, I think she spent more of her time just, you know, with us. And it's like he read that about uh, Lois and Eunice. If, if it hadn't been for them, we wouldn't have had Timothy pastoring in Ephesus, right? Uh, and, and such a such a high calling to put on him because uh, they're the ones that poured into him the, the truths of the gospel. Right. And, and if I hadn't had my mom telling me, hey, you need Jesus in your life, then would I have ever known? I thank God that I had a, a praying mom, a mom that 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 was steadfast in the church that wouldn't that wouldn't let go. Right? And she, you know, she still prays for her kids. She still worries about her kids. She still thinks about her kids. I know uh, that you know we, we we talk about these certain things, and she still wants uh, things to go well for her children. She still thinks about what's going on with her children. But I can say that my mom pouring into me the things of, of God, Christ. And the gospel, I, I that right there is the highest thing she's ever done for me. Right. Thank you for leading me to Christ. Yes. This was uh, the highest thing for me in my life to bring me to Christ, to bring me to that mm -hmm. place where, come on, let's go pray. Yeah. Let's go pray to Jesus, right? Yeah. And, and so this is, uh, I got to say, thanks, Mom. Thanks. Yeah. I, what more can I say? If, you know, if I haven't shown it before, I'm showing it now. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. I appreciate that. We all can do a better job at, at showing honor to our moms, you know, and loving them. And especially, man, if, if they're getting up in age, you know, uh, you don't know how much time you have with them. Man, cherish every uh, moment spent with them. You know, I think about, you know, my wife's mom, and we lost her at a, at a young age. And not having our children grow up, seeing her and knowing her, you know, that that's difficult. And I'm glad they have my mom. At least they have, uh, you know, one grandma, but, you know, I wish they had two right now. So you just never know, man. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Cherish your your mom when you have them this day, especially Mother's Day. And we know that's not an official holiday. Or it's not a biblical holiday or anything like that. It's just a time that you know you can express you know love and cherish them and honor them and make it a special day for them. And that's what you know we just want to encourage. Well, I hope you made it a special day with them. By the time this episode drops, it would have been already past Mother's Day. But uh, before we close, I do want to mention one thing too as well. There might be people out there that are listening that maybe their mom's not a believer and they are. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and to that, I just want to say um, you still have to honor your mom, you know, yeah. regardless if she's a believer or not. You know, and maybe you've had a, a bad experience with your mom. Maybe you have bad memories of your mom and she didn't display the characteristics of a godly mom. And maybe you wish you had. But but I would just say that, um, you know, she still deserves honor for just for her position. Right. We look at uh, Romans 13 and that push that Paul is giving the citizens to submit to authority and to honor the government. And you're talking about a Roman government who right. was pretty evil. This is just the structure. God wants to submit to authority. And if you have a mom out there uh, that, you know, is not ideally a believer and or is not a believer and doesn't have any of these characteristics that we've been talking about and 
you know, you don't see her in, in that light, I, I would just encourage you to still honor her. You know, you never know. You know, you never know what a Christ-like display is going to do to her. Maybe she would turn to the faith because of, of your display of love and compassion. Keep honoring her. Keep showing her how much you love, that Christ-like love. And again, you, you just never know. So I just want to encourage those people out there as well. Right. If you don't have a believing mom, pray for her. Show them the character of Christ. I'm glad that you said that because uh, one thing, I, I know people out there that don't know their moms. Or their mom has not been in their lives. And so there can be feelings of resentment. Um, you know, my mom didn't care enough to be around for me. And I just say, if you're a believer, if you're in Christ, then you, you've got to know that Christ on the cross said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. We, we are forgiving people, right? And, and as Christians, we've been shown so much forgiveness that we need to turn around and forgive ourselves. I know that, that can be difficult. I'm not. I'm not yeah. making light of it. Yeah. I'm not making it something that's small. Um, but in light of what Pastor Chris was just saying, I would say to anyone that's listening that if you've had a mom that was absent, or uh, just in general far away, or didn't do the things, uh, you know, that that maybe she should have, and, and you're listening to us today and saying, well, that that doesn't apply to me because uh, uh, my mom was this or my mom was that, and I don't have to honor her. I would say to you. That command is still in effect. Right. You honor your mother even if she was absent. Um, I know that might be difficult. I'm not trying to make yeah. it light. I'm not trying to make it something small. It, right. it, it can be a big thing, but I, I guarantee you this, from your from your heart of hearts. There's obviously some wisdom yeah. that's got to be used there. I mean, if it's, yeah. if it's something abusive, you've got to use wisdom and so yes, forth. Right. of yeah. course. But you honor them. To your point, if you have to stay away because it's a, yeah. it's an abuse situation, yeah. that's fine. But you still, I would say, don't slander. Right. Don't gossip about them. Don't talk don't about dishonor. them. Dishonor. Yeah. Don't dishonor them. Exactly. There you go. So, you know, you not, you might not be in a place where you're exalting your mom or, or talking about them like we are, right. uh, giving tribute to godly godly women that poured into us Christ. But at the very least, don't dishonor your mother. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know... That's a tough situation that, that we brought up and we talked about. I didn't know that we were going to go that way, but, you know, we went that way. And I just I just want to say to any uh, Christian out there that is a believer, it, it is incumbent upon you to forgive your mom if she's if she's been uh, that separated person or that person that uh, adversely affected your life. Now that you know Christ, you know how to forgive. Right. And so you should forgive and you should also, again, honor your mom. That that's a good point. I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Pastor Chris. This is uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but this has been a tribute, yeah. <laughs> kind of a tribute to my, you know, uh, tribute to our moms. That's yeah. what we wanted to do, man. Tribute to yeah. our to our moms. Uh, mom, uh, love you, mom. I know yeah. you're listening. She listens every week. So, mom, love you. Yeah, saying to my mom, <laughs> I love you, mom, and saying to my wife, I love you, Christina. And I just thank you for raising our kids in the ways of the Lord. I don't thank my mom for uh, showing me showing me Christ, man. You know, I was talking about earlier about, you know, the theological differences and so forth, man. One thing I got to admire about my mom is that she can draw that beeline straight to Christ anytime. You know, whereas me, I'll be taking you through scriptures and I'll try to make it all complicated and zigzag you to Christ sometimes to try to be all highly theological. Yeah. She don't care about all that, man. She just wants to take you to Christ. Yeah. And I got to respect that and love that, man. My you know, mom the, does the, the same the thing. Simplicity. It, it sounds like my mom, too. That's yeah. a, it's a simple thing. You yeah, know? it's a simple uh, thing. And sometimes it is a simple thing. We yeah. make it more complicated yeah. than it should be. Yeah. Remember, honor your moms. I know, again, we're past uh, Mother's Day, but 
next year or every day honor your mom right? every day every day every day every day, day, yeah. every day honor your mom but you want to thank you for listening to this episode if you got any questions any pushback or you got an idea that you want us to cover on Tolacast yeah, I know we had a couple after. right yeah yeah so you know hit us up on the Facebook you can search Facebook Tolacast or you can find us on Twitter you're at at Los Jimmy and I'm at C Hernandez 214 and then we have the Solacast Twitter at at Sola underscore cast alright follow us on Twitter share the episode tell a friend we're on uh, I iTunes, we're on uh, Spotify, a few different platforms there. Also, if you're in the Dallas area, come visit us. Uh, we're at 1819 Singleton Boulevard for now. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> we'll a, we'll find out more next week. We'll have an announcement next week, right? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah. All right. We're supposed to have the meeting tomorrow. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll have the announcement next week. Um, but thank you for listening. But until next time. Let's get to the meeting. Let's do this. Okay. I just made this beat right now. I'm MC Goya. Okay, listen. Hey, I'm on the ground like El Chapo in a tunnel, eating about 12 tacos. I'll put you in a box like a gato. Punchline stay in my mouth like Mr. Sacco. Jay thinks he runs Christian hip-hop. He wears white socks when he wears his flip-flops. And he looks like Shook Knight. I put him in a chokehold and say goodnight. It's not music, but clothes that he started. I can't find better shirts in a flea market. Okay, Google, who's the best rapper? Goya, rapping graces full of slackers. When I...